Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to He Said, She Said. I'm your host, Travis Reed, and today I got a special guest host, someone I, I recently met, but she seems so nice that I was thinking, like, man, I got to get her opinion on the show. Um, yeah, like I said, I met her through social media, but she, she was, like I said, really nice. She's a licensed spiritual coach, and I, you know, I need some of that in my life, so I definitely want to bring her on. Um, please introduce yourself to the people. Hello. I am Lahoma Jaffe, and um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for you for inviting me. Oh, thank you for coming on. I didn't know. I was like nervous when I asked her the first time, like, hmm, you know, is she going to come on? I don't know. So we'll see. But she said yes. And uh, here we are today giving you guys uh, another episode. So we're going to get right into it uh, of some questions that I, you know, I can't, I have to scroll down to find out who asked me this question. It was one of the fans of the show. Basically asked, uh, you know, Travis, please ask this question. So I'm going to ask you. Um, gender roles between uh, men and women, are they blurred? Are they where they need to be? Do they, do they, do you still have somewhere to go? What do you think about that? I feel like Gender roles should be based on the relationship, the the people that's in the relationship. Um, I don't think it's healthy or beneficial to go by a, a, a standard that society set um, when it may not work for the two that's in the relationship. Um, I've seen stay-at-home dads thrive, their family thrive, because the dad um, chose to stay at home versus the mom and the mom went out and worked. And then I've seen where the mom stayed at home and it thrived or whatever. Um, when I guess when you get into what who's the breadwinner and all the, like with the gender and stuff. So I think it just depends on on the, the couple um, and how they define their relationship. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, I've never seen a stay at home dad, uh, before, uh, in my lifetime, I guess, you know, because, you know, I was raised, uh, man is supposed to be the provider protector, you know, those kind of things kind of just growing up being a black kid. You know, my father was the head of the household. You know, I lived with him mostly when my mom and dad divorced, I went with him and, um, yeah, like I've never, I guess on my, you know, life, I've never really seen that. So that would be interesting to see how that dynamic uh, is because, you know, in my opinion, like I said, my humble opinion, I always felt like a lot of men, they, their worth is through like whatever they're doing, if they're successful of it, um, through their positions at work or whatever. So like when a man comes to a man and comes to, hey, I'm a VP at, 
whatever sales group or I'm executive director or whatever, where uh, some women uh, feel that way about their titles, but maybe, maybe a little bit more men feel that way. They define themselves by it. If they can provide for themselves as well as their family, you know, I felt at times, even when I, when I wasn't as successful, like I'm not providing enough for my family. I felt like a failure, you know, um, you know, as a man, you know, if I'm not providing that, I think that's how a lot of men feel like if they're not paying the bills or whatever the case yeah. is, you know, where, um, I think, I don't think women feels that way, you know, not all women anyway. I don't think that, you know, they, they feel necessarily that way. I think it's natural for men to have the desire to provide, to be the provider, um, to be the protector, all of that stuff. Um, but I think the conversations um, around what that looks like is important because again, it could be different for each, you know, each couple or each relationship. Um, for example, cutting the grass or doing yard work, who would you say is supposed to be doing the yard work? Obviously male. So if we're talking about gender roles. Yep. Okay, right? So people assume that men, but I remember um, when I was married years ago, um, I wanted to cut the grass because it was soothing for me. It was calming. And so I remember cutting the grass and my ex-husband was like, hey, you can't be doing that. You make me look bad. <laughs> the neighbors are going to think that I have you out here cutting the grass and that I'm not doing my job. And I was like, what are you talking about? I just want to cut the grass because that's therapeutic for me. I'm doing it for me. This this has nothing to do with you, the neighbors. And so, yeah, he was very upset about it. And we had to have a conversation about it because he did not want me cutting the grass. And so we made a, we had a compromise where it was like, I can do the yard as long as he was out there with me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, because he was concerned about what it looked like and I was trying to, you know, I was maintaining my marriage the best I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. look, I mean, I think certain things, you know, I definitely feel like a man uh, should do, you know, in a relationship. So, yeah, cutting the grass is probably one of them. Um, if, if, if at the bare minimum, at least you're paying for the people to upkeep your grass yeah. or upkeep mm -hmm. your stuff, you know, the male is anyway. Um I definitely feel like if you see your woman, if I ever saw like, you know, a woman out there cutting grass, I'd be like, either she's single or, you know, her, her man is gone or something. Because if he was in the house chilling, you know, and with his feet up and she's cutting the grass, I'd be like, hmm. I think a lot of people would think the same way. Right. But and I, I think that's the deal, like the assumption that there it has to be something versus she's cutting the grass because she wants to cut the grass. Mm. so um that's that's the thing for me because I feel like we put ourselves in boxes we don't allow ourselves to show up differently or have whatever experience we want to have if we're basing it upon whatever society says is the norm um or is you know the standard or whatever um because I know you know guys you know take out the trash that kind of stuff 
But for me, it's like if the trash needs to be taken out and he's not going to be back till whatever time and I could take it out and it's stinking in here, I'm just going to take the trash out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, no, that's his job or have to, you know, feel like I need to ask for permission. I'm just like, look, the trash needs to be taken out. I can do it. No big deal. So, um, but again, I feel like whoever's in the relationship, they need to have those conversations. Um, I remember um, I went on a date recently and I was getting out the car. I was about to open the door. And he said, before he got out, he looked at me and said, don't touch my door. And I was like, <laughs> and I, I sat there, I sat there a moment and I was like, oh, he's coming around to open the door for me. But I'm so used to being by myself that I just open the door. I just do a lot for myself. And so just me being me and not necessarily being disrespectful, you know, to a guy or anything. I'm just so used to being by myself and doing for myself. So it takes a minute to, you know, take a step back and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking at gender roles. Um, just because I've been in relationships where it's like, okay, what is it going to work? What does it take for it to work for us? Mm -hmm. um, versus just going by whatever the standard is. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Like I think uh, you're, I think you're more like the modern woman nowadays where they can be by themselves and kind of handle it, you know, being able to handle it. I think that like, like you was talking about opening your own door, cutting your own grass, that kind of thing, taking out your own trash. Um, it's a different, like it's, it's definitely not how it was, you know, right. back in the day with our grandmother or, you know, like things like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cause my, um, my grandmother, um, she was a stay at home mom. She never yeah. knew how to drive. She still does not know how to drive. To this day, she's, I don't think she's ever had a driver's license, honestly. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand. But when you say I'm a modern woman, does that mean for you, like, does that add to the whole blurred um, gender roles? Because to me, a role is a role. Why do we have to make it a gender role? I guess, well, does that I makes sense. I think that uh, it all, like you said, I, I feel like it definitely depends on the person. So if you, if I like a woman who uh, likes to cook and clean and do that kind of stuff, not necessarily be a stay at home person or whatever, but right. just who likes to cook and likes to clean and, and likes to uh, kind of be submissive to a man, if you want to say, mm. um, rather than a person who's like, look, I'm working you know, you do that, you take care of that, or, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm working just as hard as you. I'm working 50 hours, 50 hour weeks, just like you, or whatever the case is. So you take care of that. You do that, you know? Um, I think, like I said, like now it's depends on the relationship and the kind of person you want to deal with. Uh, and what I meant by yourself, like everything you were saying, like the modern woman, like sometimes I feel like the modern woman picks and chooses like it's a, yeah, like it's a do. buffet, or at least <laughs> like, I do. Yeah, I like you pick and choose. Like, oh, we're 50 50, but you know, well, no, I don't even, I don't even want to say 50 50. I feel like we all need to bring a hundred percent to the table, yeah. 
But I remember like when I was married, our agreement was whoever cooks, the other person does the dishes or mm -hmm. cleans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, it worked out perfectly. Um, because we both love to cook. He was a better cleaner than me, I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was very fast and efficient. I can clean, but I'm slow. Uh, and okay. so yeah. <laughs> so it took it took me a minute to get it together or whatever as far as the cleaning, but you know, I got it done. But um, we both enjoyed cooking, so we would split the cleaning or whatever because um, it wasn't like one person was always cooking or whatever. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. Like I said, I think, you know, I, it, it's weird. Uh, there's this saying I heard, and I was like, man, this makes so much sense. A mother's uh, last love is her firstborn son. And a son's first love is his mother, right? This, you know, you know, it could be. I might be a little off, but like, your first, a boy's first true love is his mom, you know, okay, because she's a, you know, and yeah, then yeah, her yeah. a mother's last true love is supposed to be her her son, her last, her firstborn. Son. Um, and I always compare, and to a fault, uh, in the beginning, not necessarily now. But I used to compare every girl I was de dealing with or dated to my mother, you okay. know, because I felt, and this is, like I said, I felt like my mother was the best mother in the world because not only did she work, you know, full-time job, she also always came home, always cleaned, always cooked, never complained about it, never said, no, I don't feel like it, you know. It was always that, um, you know, she was always, yeah, yeah, that that in, in the household to my father. My father was always the head of the house, you know. Now, did she agree with everything he did all the time? No, but uh, she didn't, never question him, especially never question him in front of me. Um, my father was my, we, I grew up in Harvey, uh military kid. So, like, we was in military, uh, me, my first eight years of my life. And my father was my coach and trained me, discipline and discipline and discipline was like at the highest order. My mom was like, I don't want to, that, that, go ahead. That's my son, but go ahead, Carl. You know, she would just let him kind of do what he wanted. And so kind of rewinding back to what I was talking about, about women to my mom, I think that like, I would love a girl if she cooked and she cleaned and did those things like my mother, you know? And if she didn't, then I would just, nah, this ain't serious. This is just what is. Right, you know? right, right you know, as far as roles. Um, and so like, uh, if I, if I, if I like, you know, spent the night at a girl's house and, and this sounds a little bit bad, you know, <laughs> if I like back then, like I said, cause I was much younger and my mind said it was a little bit warped. <laughs> if if uh, I spent the night at a girl's house and she didn't get up in, in, in the morning to make breakfast, uh, or if I wasn't taking this to breakfast and she just got up and just like wanted to chill and didn't make no food, I'm like, oh yeah, this ain't gonna work. You oh know? well, well, I mean, <laughs> look, well, <laughs> I, I don't think I, like that I, now, but back, you know, a while ago, I did. Well, I mean, we all have our preferences. Yeah. We all have our preferences. We have our filter that we're viewing life and relationships from. So, I mean, that's cool. Um, if that's what you're into or you're looking for, um, I might say, though, 
to consider that you could be missing out on a really good relationship, I guess, because you're only looking through that filter, not necessarily open to like, for example, like, well, you say you don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that I was obviously yeah, much, yeah, yeah, much yeah, younger. Yeah. And I, my, okay. my mindset with my mother was way more, you know what I'm saying? A little bit closer. Cause uh, I didn't live with her at the time. You know, I was living like when I moved out of college or whatever, but I remember those days, like, if you want to say those are your happiest days when you come home and my happiest days when I would come home from practicing with my dad and getting yelled at by my dad, I would hear that. You know, that means something cooking in the kitchen. And I look like, yes, you know, I was cooking, you know, like it was, it was like the treat at the end of a hard day with my dad, you know? Um, Cause my dad was so hard on me growing up playing sports that Coming home to my my beautiful, nice mom that always cooked and was happy about it. That was kind of like my... Look, that's the really good memory. And I think you should go with that. Like, if that's... Because when you have that in a relationship, like you recreating that or finding someone that will give you that same feeling, yes, that's a win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of like the thing for me I always uh like oh it was I still think about I get goosebumps well, look, it sound like a deal breaker I'm like if they yes if they if you wake up and they don't cook yes that's a deal breaker <laughs> well no not, not now because most of the time like I'll be let's go out you know let's do a a morning walk and then go get some breakfast after a morning walk or something oh, okay. but but if a woman it's a weird thing if a woman's cooking in the morning that's like Oh, that's that's heaven for me. So, <laughs> you know, I was when we were talking um, earlier about um, love languages, I was like, why didn't they put food in there? <laughs> food is not love language. Like cooking, eating, it don't matter. That's a love language. I, I, they need to put it in the book. Or maybe uh, I write myself. Look, <laughs> no, that could be your like, you know what I'm saying? The right, different right. love language, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, you can put that in. <laughs> So yeah, that's why, you know, um, I don't know, like, this is just me, like I said, uh, I don't want to speak for any other dudes, but in just my opinion, I always feel like the modern day roles are different because women are not necessarily allowed to do more, mm-hmm. but uh, perspire, as- aspire to do more to just maybe be uh, a stay-at-home wife or whatever. I always feel like now family now it's, it's so blended, you know, where it's she has a kid from somebody else, two kids from somebody else. He has a kid or two kids from somebody else and you're blending families anyway. So she's already been on her own taking care of her kids yeah. by herself or with the baby, the other baby's daddy's out of the picture. And you're, you know, it's just, you know. And everybody's coming and going. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's you know, coming and going. So, yeah. I, I feel like we this might sound bad too, but I don't care. Like, I feel like we take, we have the baby before the marriage sometimes, you know, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we, we're a little bit quicker to have a family without the marriage. Right. You know, to where like right. we're living with a guy. Right. We have, we have a, you know, yeah, we have a baby with the guy and then we, have, we break up with the guy. The other way around. Yeah. Right. Versus, 
getting married. And I'm not, I'm not an advocate of like, you need to get married or something like that. That, I mean, that may not be for everybody and that's fine. But what from what I've seen, you know, in my experience is that we have more of that, more just living families rather than a family ordained by God. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons that that is that way now. Um, It doesn't really matter, I guess, why it's that way. I think what would help, I guess, us as a people, at least in our community, the African-American community, um, to be able to have the conversations about how we got to this point, the, the whole family dynamic or the way that it is, and what needs to happen to heal the family dynamic so that we can go back to what it used to be as far as men. And even if they don't get married, but there was still, cause I remember hearing of people um, like I knew couples, they weren't married, but they were committed and everybody knew that they were together. And so I feel like we're missing that element in our community anyway. Um, yeah. No, and I wouldn't even add it's, possible in you know just in general um just because when I think about um the women's movement and you know women's rights and all that stuff and again like you said women are aspiring to be a lot more than just housewives or um stay-at-home moms and um our I guess we our focus is out there in corporate America or whatever it is doing stuff, which that's not a bad focus. Um, but it's, it's a lot harder to manage the household and Mm. everything that comes with the household and then, and working a 40 hour work week. And most jobs right now, depending on the job, you working more than 40 hours. You ain't, if you working 40 hours, you, you work and you ain't making no money. Right, you right. Know, there's very uh, few 40-hour jobs that you're making any money uh, nowadays. Most jobs that you make money in, you're going to be putting in more more time than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, I know we're going a long topic on this one, but I think nowadays there's a, I was just talking about with a friend of mine yesterday, basically, like, there is a, thing about you know being obviously uh, inspiring person in general like i feel like in our relationships now we're always looking for something better like we'll be in this relationship until unless we find something better you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah, yeah and yeah. if you know like if we a find something yes yeah it's it's not necessarily like i i love you you love me we down i don't care if whoever the sexiest man in the world or sexiest woman in the world come, I don't care about that. You know, like I'm with him where nowadays I feel like it's more like, look, you here and I'm here. But if I get two steps above you or three steps above you, you might not be there. If you're not, you know, I think I might be looking for somebody who's, you know, two steps above me or at least on my level. And from what I've seen and like, you know, different shows, different podcasts, different everything, it's more women like that. I mean, obviously you hear the music nowadays, like I'm a boss, I'm a boss chick, I'm a boss, 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 boss. You know, I don't need no man. I don't need no man. I can do this on my own kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Well, see, that's, I feel like a lot of that is relative, kind of, 
But the thing is, like me as a woman, I don't want to need a man. Right. I want a man. I want to have a man in my life. I want mm. to have somebody that's going to be a partner, that's going to help me build whatever it is that we want to build together. Mm. So, but that whole boss energy, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it flow, if it works for them, great. Right, right, right. <laughs> but for me, um, I feel like it it goes back to the gender roles that that whole blurry thing. Yeah. Because yeah. when you when you have that boss energy, it's almost like people assume like it's like, well, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do, kind of thing. And it's like, well, it's not really about that when you come talking about a relationship. It's having conversations and being able to listen to each other mm -hmm. period just listen because one person may be have the better point at one time and then another time somebody else the other one may be have the better point or whatever but to be like i'm the boss in the relationship or i wear the pants in a relationship that kind of thing i don't know i i don't know the no. that boss energy it feels very dominating or dominant and masculine mm -hmm. and which mm -hmm. is not a bad thing but it's like we all have a masculine side and a feminine side mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. we have to tap into that you know depending on what's going on and it's hard to tap into the feminine if you're walking around i'm a boss i'm a boss i'm a boss <laughs> it's hard to talk, tap, tap into the feminine and be soft and gentle and feminine and all of that stuff like it's two different energies. So I agree. I hundred percent agree with you on that. I think that, uh, you know, in my head, it's cool. Like I said, if you're an aspiring woman, aspire to be the best that it is you want to be. Um, I will never tell any woman to settle, uh, to settle for anything you don't want to settle for. Right. Uh, but I also feel like there's a false sense of reality uh, in some not all, uh, with people like I deserve, like when, when people start saying I deserve this, mm -hmm. um, or I deserve that my man should make 200,000, you know, because I deserve it. Why do you deserve it? Because I'm me, you know, and that's cool. You know, then that's cool. And you can look for that. And I think that, uh, entitlement, is a situation of like, you should never feel entitled, but if God blesses you to have this man in your life, uh, that's fine too. But I just feel like there's a false sense of entitlement in, in my head, you know, mm. um, both men and women, you know, um, I've, I've, I've talked to dudes where they, you know, they five ten, two fifty, and they think they should deserve a woman looking like Beyonce. I'm like, bro, <laughs> You Why you sound like Kevin Samuels? <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, I'm not saying that some of, I'm not like, cause he goes hard. He used to go hard in the pain. God rest his soul. Right. Yes, he did. He went hard he in the pain. Some, some of his some, points. Some of his points. Some yeah. I didn't necessarily yeah. agree with everything yeah, he said. Yeah. I didn't agree with everything, but he you did. Know, have but some, some points I was like, it makes sense. Right. I remember one time on this show, there was this woman. She had, she was like 35. She had three kids by three different men. She was, 
she was married, I guess, to the last one. And she said, well, look, I need a man that makes, you know, 300000 and up. And he was, you know, obviously he did the whole kind of thing, like dress size, weight, all this stuff. And she was like five, six, like, you know, 250 or something. And he was just like on her, like, you're not going to find a woman like a man like that, whatever. And I was like, damn, you know, Kevin, like, that's kind of hard in the paint, right? Mm-hmm. It was never saying she will never find that, but because um, people can change, you know? Right. Um, and people like what they like. A man might like that. You know, you never know. Um, so I thought that was a little bit hard, but it was kind of like that, you know, to where, uh, they think people think they deserve this be- just because it's, you know, them, like you might deserve it, but it won't be just because it's you. It's because somebody chooses you in, right. you know, in that sense. So, so yeah, no, I don't want to sound like Kevin Samuel because don't come at me like I'm Kevin Samuel. <laughs> no, no, it just, it, I thought of him when you said it, that it's like, he was just, I was like, yeah, yo, so no, yeah, I don't want, because I, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you I don't did. want that smoke. I don't want none of that smoke. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I, men and women, let's, let's keep it, let's keep it together. <laughs> So, but yeah, some things, like I said, uh, you know, I um, agree. And like I said, this this whole gender role thing is just, you know, a topic of like, we can go on for days on that one, just kind of like through, through everything, you know what I'm saying? Just because well, it's changing too. When you think yes. about just the way society is now compared to say 1960. 1990. Well, yeah, 1990. You're right. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just, is totally different. Is from comedians, just to, you know what you can say, what you can do, uh, everything is is is. I don't want to say like masculine energy is not warranted because it just, I don't know. It's like a, if you want to say quote unquote a real man, right? Um, where he just I'm gonna go grind for my family, and I'm gonna go work hard and just you know the family needs me to be that rock, be the guy. Where, you know, maybe that's not the case as much anymore. I think there still is that, but maybe there's not the case as much as as much as it used to be, you know. But I always feel like nowadays you have to to make any money, especially in California, to be comfortable. You need two people working anyway, you know. Look just, in Texas too. In Texas too. Yeah, so I said you, you can't. Have, you ain't living off you know seventy five, even seventy five thousand a year. If you have you and your wife and your two kids, you just, you know, that's not enough. You know, like you, the wife going to have to bring in something, you know. Well, I think you have to consider that too when thinking about like just how a man views himself. Yes. In regard to gender roles, because it's like, well, if I feel like I can't support everybody by myself and I have to ask her to work, can I ask her to just cook and clean? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, which again, it goes back to the, having those conversations because she might be willing to do that anyway, just yeah. because she loved him and, or, you know, she want to support however she can support. So no, definitely. I think, yeah, it's more now than ever. It's about partnership within the people that's in the relationship. Um, like you said, those, I think those conversations got to be had before you get married, before yep. you have kids, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because those are yep. 
to life-changing situations. And I don't think we have those uh, conversations as much as we should. Otherwise, the divorce rate wouldn't be 50%. And California is 60%. And 80% of divorces are by women. You know, they're leaving the relationship. You know, hence uh, I told you kind of the maybe looking for something better, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I just but think that like- another episode- um... Or maybe it was a video I saw. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, because there's a lot of videos out there, actually. Mm -hmm. Women looking at potential. Mm -hmm. Marrying mm -hmm. potential. Yeah. And because people tell women. I've heard people have told me, oh, but he could be blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I would stay thinking. And then it was like, you know what? He say this, but his behavior is this. And so for me, it was like, no, your actions aren't matching up. You, you're not even putting yourself in a position to have what you say you want. And so if you can't do that for yourself, you sure ain't going to do it for me. <laughs> so I had to get to the point where it was like, nope, that's potential. It's okay. Walk away. If it's, right. if it's you know, worth it or whatever, it'll come back. But yeah, no. No. Oh. Because yeah. even in my case, people probably looked at me like I had potential. But again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that goes for both men and women. I think both men and women marry off potential of what, quote unquote, that he sees his woman that could be, you know, mm -hmm. uh, same with women. I think that in younger ages, it's weird because I feel like uh, women marry or want to be with kind of a guy with a little bit of edge. The boring guy is boring, you know, and when you're younger, that doesn't appeal, right. um, you know, and then you're with the guy with an edge and then fast forward to you want the you fat, you want the you guy, want the that, boring guy, the boring guy, you know, because the guy with the edge, maybe maybe a little trouble, maybe this, maybe that. Right, right, right. But guess what? The guy with the edge, he, you know, most of the time he wants a kid. Right. And then hence you bring it in the guy with the edges kid and then the normal guy, he might, you know, he's coming in and he's, he'll love the the daughter obviously or son or whatever. And that's why I say this blended, blended right. families, you know, where, you know, it's uh, a situation where, I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know, all the, you know, I don't, I'm just, these are come things that be in my head what I see. I mean, and, and I feel like because it's in your head, we like it needs to come out of your head. Like yeah. we all need to be talking about it because you're not the only one thinking it. Right. right you're not right. the only one thinking half the stuff you're thinking. So yeah. Yeah. And no. if we come together and everybody have these conversations. That's where we shift consciousness mm -hmm. around the different things and we can make the changes. If everybody's just thinking it and nobody's talking about it, <laughs> it'll never, it'll never, yeah. yeah right, yeah. right. Yeah. I saw on this episode this podcast i heard about it where this guy said basically a lot of people men and women both uh they say the marriage they people think that the marriage is a starting line when really it's just i mean where it's the finish line yeah, really yeah, it's yeah, a starting yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, where, right right like that's the beginning of of your like people are like oh finally i'm married finally i can let my you know relax right and, right that's yeah, right. and that's just that you just started you just getting your number for the for whatever you're doing so um, 
That's when the work really begins. And when it really begins, because now, like, it's not just about you at all right. anymore. It's about us. Um, I, and I think people lose. That's the other deal. It's like in the relationship, um, who we are individually makes us who we are together. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if I don't know who I am and you don't know who you are, how are we going to know who we are together and be able to grow together mm -hmm. as we grow individually? Because we all grow mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. usually. <laughs> I, I, I corrected myself. Usually, most of the time. Some maybe some wrong. don't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people can be stagnant. But the thing is, are we growing in the same direction or are we growing in two direct two different directions? Because. I'm learning myself because I did realize that in my marriage um, when I was married before. Um, as I started to learn myself, because I thought I knew myself and it was like, oh, I really don't. And then it was like, as I got to know myself, then I started to see, oh, I really thought I was into that, but I'm really not. And a lot of stuff that I was into that he was into, like it changed, like we started to grow in different directions um, because I started to really know who I was mm, and mm, mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily know what he was doing. Mm -hmm, it was kind of mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you work on you and I'm going to do me. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. I think, um, which is fine. Yeah, but yeah. When that happens, you go in two separate di di yeah, yeah. Uh, directions. So I never said that. Like, I never would say that, like, you know, sometimes you grow apart and just, that's just how life is, you know, like somebody, you know, you're with somebody and, 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 you know, you think, uh, like you said, you want to grow together, but sometimes you going left, you going right, you know, you're not liking the person and then you become resentful, uh, in certain, certain cases, I think. Um, yeah. So rather just kind of move our separate ways and, you know, um, I do feel like in, maybe not in your situation, but like in certain situations, we don't fight kind of with the first, sign of trouble we leave uh, right you know what i'm saying but you know but because the real work is staying you that's know that's the real work i see that we're growing apart let's work on this mm -hmm. what can we do to uh be more intimate or whatever because yeah. intimacy goes way beyond sex so yes 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 oh so yeah, I agree yeah. With you. I, 100 100% See, like I said, we could talk about this one forever, <laughs> but uh, we're going to get into well, we, you know, we were actually going to we we we're going to get into another uh, question. Okay. Uh, we're going to skip question two. We're going to go to question three, okay. which is what is your love language and why? My love language, my top love language, is affection. Okay. Physical touch. Physical, physical touch. touch. I was like, that's yeah. not a word. <laughs> yeah. not... It's physical touch. Okay. But for me, it's just the affection. Um, because I I I do my top three. Um, because I when I'm dating guys, it's like I ask them what their top three is because mm -hmm. for me, I know what my number one is, but mm -hmm. I'm still looking at the other two. Okay. I'm still expecting. I, yeah, I am expecting the other two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a close. It's a close. Like you know how you do the scoring. Yeah, They're very close. Okay, okay. They're, even though there's there's number one, but they're very close in numbers. So that's why I look for the other two still. Okay. Um, but yeah. 
And then I have to, you know, throw in a fourth that food. See, yeah, she's throwing. She has six love languages, not five, and so she's adding a food in that. In that, so that's fine. <laughs> that's one hundred percent fine. Um, so, what what is your top three? You said so physical touch, okay. quality time is number quality two, time. Okay. and then the last is service. Okay, uh, acts of service. Okay, acts okay, of service, yeah. okay, okay. Well, that's good. That's like I said. I think that. Uh, you know, I've I've ne- not necessarily heard a woman say physical touches are one. Obviously, they was in her top three, like you said, but never number one. So that's interesting to hear. Um, yeah, I me- realized growing up when I was a kid, um, I used to love like people hugging on me, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I would just have, and I didn't realize it until I became an adult, and um. I grew up thinking acts of service was my love language Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I come up from a family of ministers. And so service is just, is in my, my blood. Mm -hmm. So um, I, it's still there, but my, my number one is physical touch because yeah, I'm a different person. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, and like I, I obviously, uh, me like every man thought it was physical touch. You know, I didn't read it until I read the book. Like when I, it got described to me uh, by the person I was dealing with at the time, I was, oh yeah, physical touch. You know, not even question, not even close. <laughs> right, not even close. But then I realized that when I read the book that in uh Chapman. I want to say Gary yeah, Gary Chapman. We're gonna go with Gary Chapman. Yeah. Right? I yeah, I think it's Gary. So we're just gonna go with that. So if you want to look up, just type in five language language, you didn't you'll know his name. Right. <laughs> um yeah, so when I when I read the book, I was like, hmm, I think it's physical touch, but then I read it then words of affirmation because I thought mm-hmm. if if somebody's talking mess, right, and just constantly beep, 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 the physical part, I can't get there because I'm I'm thinking about the, the words of affirmation. I think that um, women in general, black, white, whatever, you know, but let's just say black women, like black women have the power of making a man feel like he's a king or making mm-hmm. a man feel like he's a peasant. Um. And y'all don't know the powerfulness of your words on a daily basis to your man, boyfriend, husband, whatever the case is. So I always felt like, you know, words of affirmation was my number one because Mm -hmm. a man wants you to believe in him, you know, and like some of the stuff, yeah, it's probably a mistake and you can tell us the truth and we can figure out a way to maybe get out of that mistake. But when a woman believes in him, he will run through a wall for you, you know, because this is my woman. She believes I'll in run through a wall. Whoa. Okay. I, like <laughs> I got a look, mental note. She will run through a wall. Okay. Yeah. Like this, like I said, this is not may not be all men, but this is me, right? Like I, I know men love this. Like they love for their woman to believe in what well, yeah, I was gonna say, are. I can definitely see that um, you know, just pouring into a man. Yeah. Verbally, yeah, because I've seen, you know, my well, my mom and my stepmom. I've seen the effects of the opposite. Mm. So, yeah, so said, you know, like, oh man, you ain't this, and I wish I had this, and um, I never, I never necessarily was with anybody like that, where it was just constant, just 
Mm-hmm. But I have been with somebody who was constant like criticism, right? Where if I didn't do something, I was I was being told I was, you know what I'm saying? Like how this is wrong or that's wrong, or this is out of place or that's out of place. Um, rather than, you know, like the the other way of like constant and I'm not saying just blow smoke up somebody, but you know what I'm saying? Um, just like, but like, it's a situation where you, you're letting a man know that you believe in him. It means a lot to a man. Women, I'm just telling you the power of the, of the words of affirmation. Now the obviously physical touch, like I'm, I'm similar to yourself. I'm a hugger. Uh, if I'm, if I'm giving you a handshake, this is strictly professional. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, this is strictly like, yeah. Hi, how you I doing? Only, I will only do the handshake if they reach out with the hand. But other than that, I'm like, come on, bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, out of respect for like, if I, if I see my friend's girlfriend or anything like that, um, I'm giving a handshake. I'm not giving a, you know, a hug or anything. That makes you know. sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but like otherwise, you know, what I'm saying I'm I'm we hugging, you know, and I put my arm around you, especially if we're you know kicking it or whatever. I might not be in a uh, a, a person who's like all in public, all over you kind of thing, but like if we're at the house chilling, watching TV, I'm gonna just be hugging on you, you know, rubbing you, grabbing you from behind, hugging you from behind, you know, if you're cooking or whatever. Just that physical, like just you know, right love you know um my father my father uh he was he was uh, my my mother really was a hugger she was like come here you and she would always hug and my dad would hug me if he was proud of me but he wasn't like that but my mom was like a constant you know saying i love you son you know you're great son you know like come here give me a hug give me a kiss and I always felt a certain way. Like I felt really loved by my mother. Well, and I, I wonder, cause I've had um, some guys talk about how they didn't necessarily get the physical touch growing up. And so they're not necessarily affectionate as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that a little bit of that? Like, oh, from sh- male perspective. From the male perspective, I, look, I would say my father was not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he would, I love you boy. And, kind of keep it moving, you know, like he was always on to the next thing. Um, you know, so like uh my mom was like I say, if you want to say the good cop, bad cop compared to my mother and father. Uh she was like the nice one and you know, loving one. Even though she didn't take no she didn't take no shit. <laughs> Sorry. You know, she was not taking any shit. She will sock you, you know, <laughs> or do whatever if you disrespected her. But my father was like the the hammer, you know, if you want to say. And so like he be, you know, being physical necessarily wasn't him. You know, uh, my mom was always like, you know, emotional, loving, caring. But my father wasn't, you know, he was a man. So he was a man's man. And that just wasn't, that wasn't him. I mean, I'm four, I'm, I'm 40 plus and I might've maybe saw my dad cry maybe twice in my whole life, if that. Cause you just, yeah. and, and look, his mom has passed. Obviously my mom has passed. Um, you know, a lot of things, horrific things have went on in my, our lives and he doesn't, he's just so stoic. Um, Cause he was, he's a man, you know, like, and right. he thought he was always like, that's the way you're supposed to be stoic, right. the rock. 
And so like in the beginning of my relationships growing up, I wasn't that. I wasn't like physical touch unless it was the sexual aspect, you know, but I wasn't a hugger or like a hold hand kind of guy or, you know, I wasn't that because uh, I just, I never was, I never was raised that way, you know, but as I got older and I realized what I needed uh, in a relationship to kind of make me feel like, you know, I'd be like, I need that, you know, <laughs> come here, <laughs> you know, like sometimes if I'm watching a game or something, don't do that. But <laughs> if we're watching a movie, you know what I'm saying, watching a movie or something, come here. <laughs> don't do that when I'm watching the game. <laughs> like, I don't need the hugs then. I need to focus, right? <laughs> but if we're watching TV, we're, yeah, we're just relaxed and chilling, you know, it's cool. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me like all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put this on pause we're gonna put this over here right, right, right. and then we'll open it up once the lakers finish <laughs> so yeah so that's how i am that's how i feel about it i mean i think a lot of men feels that way um as far as that goes like we only equivalent physical touch with this sexual content when it's not just that physical touch is not just sex. It's more, right? you know, for a woman, I, I think it's it obviously could be sex, but it's more of, like you said, about the hugging, the, you know, holding and holding hands. Yeah. All that stuff. Cuddling. You know? Yeah. Like I think, people, cuddling is so underrated. Like it's cuddling <laughs> is just, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm like, why don't, more people cuddle. Like uh, I can tell you why from a man's point, because they don't want to wake up with the numb arm. It's a, you know, like uh, it's the numb arm. Uh, like, well, there's ways to cuddle so you don't have a numb arm. I just, I don't know. Like for men, <laughs> me in general, I will always like, oh man, slapping my arm like in the morning, like, gosh, I hate the numb arm. Uh, that's why men don't want to cuddle as much because the, the numb arm. You know what I'm saying? Someone had told me that years ago. Well, look, I know now. Yeah, I'm just telling you, like, we don't, we hate the numb arm. Okay. No numb arm when we waking up, like, oh, man, we didn't, you know, she good because she just slept on my arm. Now my arm is numb. So, nah. Um, so I would say I give you a strong 20 minutes of cuddling and then turn over. <laughs> it's on a on it. Yeah, it's a strong 20. Nah, I'm playing. I'm you know, I'm partially playing. Now. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you so much. We got to have you on again. Um, we didn't even get to all the questions because, like I said, I felt like the conversation was going so well with one. You know, uh, appreciate yeah. you coming on. Appreciate uh, you for inviting me. Oh, anytime, anytime. So, please, you know, shout out everything that you're doing and where people can find you on social media. I am Lahoma Jaffe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, I'm more on Instagram and Facebook more than I am on Twitter. I'm not. <laughs> hey. I'm barely, I, I, I do good to check my notifications. Like I'm so busy. I have so much going on um, because I'm a spiritual coach. And so I have clients and stuff. So if people want a session, they can just message me on one of those Lahoma Jaffe. Um. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you can uh follow me 
on Instagram at Travis W. Reed. That's R-E-E-D. Uh, Travis W. Uh, and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Uh, I'll post, you know, all my social media stuff on both of there. I have my link tree on my Instagram page. So, like, you can see in particular episodes. If you like this episode or anything like that, uh, I'll be posting it. But I am, I have a webpage that is coming that's under construction right now. So that will be coming probably within the next month or so. That way you can actually see the facial expressions of all these laughter that we've been having today. Um, <laughs> so also, uh, if you are interested in following a book club, you can follow me on LinkedIn in the Travis Reed Book Club Journey. Talk about books every single month, different book. You know, uh, last book that uh that I talked about was the, well, it's coming actually, uh, 50 Cent uh, Grind Smarter, you know, uh, book. Did he wrote the book? Yeah, okay. he actually wrote the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great book. Like I said, we'll talk, I'll talk about it more on the, on that if you follow me. So uh, I actually did the five love languages about two months ago, you know, so that was the book of the month. So, like I said, we're going to keep going. So, yeah. Like I said, follow me at Travis W. Reed on, on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. And we'll talk to you later. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube